Alan Selya said, it is not stress that kills us, it is our reaction to it, unquote. You, yes, you, the one listening to the podcast, do you have stress in your life? Do you think of that stress as being good or bad? In today's episode, we're going to talk about the S word, yep, stress. Who can't use a few empowering tips and stories about this constant state of the 21st century? And since it's one of the things that we are in a state of battle against on a daily basis, it has a lot to do with our stories. It has to do with how well we're functioning and how we're interpreting. So stay tuned for insights from a lot of great minds on this topic. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with and making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. What if stress isn't what you've always thought it was? I'm going to start today's discussion with some scientific research, and then we're going to hear from folks like the Dalai Lama and Marcus Aurelius, and when you're done, you just might see things a little differently. So, I'm going to start with a TED Talk by Kelly McGonigal, a health psychologist, where she makes her confession that the idea she's been teaching about stress and seeing it as the enemy has been all wrong. Listen to this research study she did, and let's talk about this new way of seeing things. Here is just a clip from her TED Talk. Your heart might be pounding, you might be breathing faster, maybe breaking out into a sweat. And normally we interpret these physical changes as anxiety or signs that we aren't coping very well with the pressure. But what if you viewed them instead as signs that your body was energized, was preparing you to meet this challenge? Now, that is exactly what participants were told in a study conducted at Harvard University. Before they went through the social stress test, they were taught to rethink their stress response as helpful. That pounding heart is preparing you for action. If you're breathing faster, it's no problem. It's getting more oxygen to your brain. And participants who learned to view the stress response as helpful for their performance, well, they were less stressed out, less anxious, more confident. But the most fascinating finding to me was how their physical stress response changed. Now, in a typical stress response, your heart rate goes up and your blood vessels constrict like this. And this is one of the reasons that chronic stress is sometimes associated with cardiovascular disease. It's not really healthy to be in this state all the time. But in the study, when participants viewed their stress response as helpful, their blood vessels stayed relaxed like this. Their heart was still pounding, but this is a much healthier cardiovascular profile. It actually looks a lot like what happens in moments of joy and courage. Over a lifetime of stressful experiences, this one biological change could be the difference between a stress-induced heart attack at age 50 and living well into your 90s. And this is really what the new science of stress reveals, that how you think about stress matters. 
So if we review our body's response to stress as fabulous programming that's helping us rise to the challenge, how does it change our aversion to stress? The Dalai Lama said, we can never obtain peace in the outer world until we obtain peace within ourselves, unquote. What if part of that peace is a shift of a story, the shift of the story that stress is bad, that life is overwhelming, that I can't possibly handle this intensity of living? What if we change that to the story that our body's response to stress is healthy, helpful, and manageable? Well, first off, if you change the story and you tell yourself this new truth, your body believes you and your responses internally change to support that. That inner peace with a clearer understanding becomes a stepping stone. It's just a stepping stone for a more peaceful outer world. We can create a new understanding and story about the physical effects of stress. Now, another great thinker, Marcus Aurelius, shares wisdom about the psychological effects of stress. So he said, quote, if you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your own estimate of it. And this you have the power to revoke at any moment, unquote. Let me repeat that. This one is really good stuff. He said, if you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your own estimate of it. And this you have the power to revoke at any moment. Gosh, that does two things. First, it means you and I have to take responsibility for our mental state. But second, gosh, that means we suddenly have control. Yay, right? Let me state the obvious in a few examples. If you have a set of internal stories about how thin and lifeless your hair is, well, regardless of if that's true, that in and of itself does not cause you any pain. It's the fact that you find it unacceptable that actually causes your pain. If you have a belief that reading a book is, oh my gosh, I'd rather die. That's a painful thing. It's not that actually reading a book is painful. It's that you choose to see it that way. It's your estimate of the thing that creates pain for you. If you have an issue around money and your car breaks down and you have to pull out the credit card for a new fuel line, this experience is only painful if your mindset creates pain around it. Now, I hear over and over, well, we can't help what we feel. And I understand that idea very well. When I deeply feel irritated or disappointed, and it's just a natural response to something that's happening, I don't want to take responsibility for that. I am really irritated or really impatient or really whatever it is, I'm responsive. Sometimes it feels super justified. In fact, always it feels super justified. But the truth is that for our own peace of mind, there are things that we can start to shift to help us let go of our own estimates of pain and stress. So last week I was irritated that a certain friend chose to spend time elsewhere other than with me. So I stopped and acknowledged the disappointment, but then moved on to the idea that I can either build a story around this that is around rejection and priorities, or I can create another thought and story about how nice it was for this person to spend time with their family because that's what they chose to do. Now, which one of these stories is going to support me best in being happy? And which one is going to support my relationship with this person best? 
and which one will create stress, unhappiness, and which one will create peace. The truth bomb here is that we control our stress levels, and we do that with our stories. So just so we're not just talk, but we're about action here. So here's a little how-to on the cognitive restructuring front. It's a three-step process. So the first one is identify the thoughts that are causing you stress and anxiety, depression or self-doubt. In this case, we're talking about stress, right? If you have a belief that you are unlovable or dirty or a bad mom or that everyone else knows the key to happiness and you're the only one missing it, I'm not good enough. I'm not skinny enough. My ADHD means I can't do this. Just identify the thoughts. That's the first step. Identify the thoughts that are causing you the stress. And the second step here is an exercise of noticing when you feel that way and then following the thought process backwards to see where the thought comes from. Now, this is interesting and, you know, might take a little practice, but let me give you an example. You notice that you're stressed that your sister and her husband are coming over for dinner and you don't want to feel stressed. You know that it's not that big of a deal. So you start following the thought breadcrumbs back. I'm feeling stressed because I have to pick up celery for the soup. I know I can do it on the way home from work, but there are five or six steps to get dinner ready. And what if I don't have time to set an Etsy appropriate table? Why do I care about this? Well, I care because my sister is always sharp. She's always on the ball. I've always felt like she was judging how frumpy my life looked in comparison. So why do I think she thinks this? I don't know, but she must. I mean, who wouldn't? So this stress is about the created worry that this person's sister will judge her. Okay, so what if the sister does? What if... This person just made a good meal, though, broke bread with family and love and worried less about the appearances. How would the love that person bring to this dinner, this experience, change her feelings and any potential judgment? You can kind of see how that following it backwards. Well, why do I feel this way? And then finding that answer. And why, you know, where does that feeling come from? And then following it backwards. And getting to those spaces where you can find where that is actually coming from. Being honest with yourself. So once you find that original source of stress, this is step three, you challenge that thought. You begin to release the old stories and emotionally negative beliefs. And when you release the beliefs then you can change your feelings. There's an intimate link between what we think and what we feel. Cognitive restructuring allows you to change the way you feel by changing what you think. It's a process of replacing damaging thoughts and beliefs with more accurate and beneficial beliefs. You target the thoughts causing you the anxiety or the stress, and then you work backwards to find where they're coming from, and then you challenge their accuracy And then you replace them with something that's going to support you. So let's recap. Number one, the new research on stress is that it only causes physical harm when you believe that it causes physical harm. We're coming back to the power of the story again, to the power of the mind, to what you believe. So you can change your physical response to stress situations to Um, healthy, invigorating spaces by 
claiming the new things we know about appreciating the body systems for helping you to prepare for your highest performance level. The next thing in this recap is, again, it's the mind. The only external things that cause you stress are the ones that you internally have stories around the nature of the thing or the event. So it causes you stress if you have a story about it that makes you tense or um, feeling overworked or unable to handle it. So again, you can recognize and adjust your own irritation, your own stress, your own crazy levels by considering the internal stories that you have around that. Albert Schweitzer said, quote, the greatest discovery of any generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering the attitudes of their minds, unquote. Last but not least, people, your challenge this week is to use the cognitive restructuring steps on just one thought that's causing you stress or discomfort this week. I just want you to try it out. I love this final quote because it's an ode to our beautiful complexity as human beings and our creative, messy space of figuring out how to live well and create our best life stories. And it's by Audrey Lorde. She said, quote, I am my best work, a series of roadmaps, reports, recipes, doodles, and prayers from the front lines, unquote. We all have things that can potentially cause us stress. We're all involved in lots of wonderful things that we're trying to create and people we're trying to serve and stuff we're trying to accomplish. But to create your best life story moving forward is to learn how to create stories that will support you and how to manage and readjust things that aren't supporting you. So have a great week. Thanks for being here. And please access the loveyourstorypodcast.com website and take advantage of the online courses for reframing your stories that are holding you back or getting started on the 21 Life Connection Challenges for creating your best life purpose with these 21 life hacks. And also share this episode or any of the other 120 plus episodes that are up there on the website. Share them and share a little light. Love your story, people. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.